0: to rise slowly today. All of life's obstacles have just moved out of your way. Wherever you feel like going, get in the car and go. No, 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 <laughs> this I know. This world is something that we all just share. I do believe, I do believe, something special in this summer air. Back up the back of that old Cadillac. Me that battle agenda. Cause it's time we let the good times begin. So let them begin. Yeah.
1: Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm
2: Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. And today in studio, we are joined by recent world record breaker,
1: James Haydam. Just a few days ago, James played at over 80 venues in 24 hours in Nashville, and all with a great cause behind it. James, thank you so much for joining us here on Music Monday.
3: That's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Awesome, man. So uh, before we get into all of the exciting world record-breaking and everything like that, which I'm still, uh, I bet you're still have a big high off of and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk about uh, the song we just heard. You are an artist here in Nashville. And the song that we just heard, I think is extremely appropriate for this moment. This is called Summer Air. Can you tell us a little bit about the song?
3: Yeah, yeah. So Summer Air, uh, that is just, it's a good old, it's a good old party feel good song. And uh, one of those things are just, you know, kicking it back, relaxing and just enjoying a a nice, beautiful day with some beautiful people and just hitting the road and seeing where it takes you.
1: That's absolutely incredible. <laughs> what type of Cadillac were you singing about? <laughs> that's a, probably one I can't afford. Yeah, yeah, that's Probably
3: in my mind. That's the nice thing about being a songwriter is like, yeah, what if I was in that Cadillac? Let's write about that.
1: <laughs> do, I, do I want an Escalade or do I want a CRS? Yes. That's a nice thing. You do that, whatever you want. Whatever you want. You got it. Yeah, whatever's good for a summer day. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Escalades are nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so uh, James, one of the reasons we are here today is because uh, over the weekend or Friday, You did something that uh, has never been done before, ergo a world record. Um, You played at 80 music venues in 24 hours, um, and you you did it with uh, a reason behind it. So can you tell us a little bit more about what took place on Friday?
3: Yeah, so on Friday into Saturday, uh, we attempted to break the world record, and before... Friday, the world record was 65 shows in 24 hours. And it was uh, from an artist in Norway. And we wanted to just, if we were going to do it, we just wanted to really do it, you know, go big or go home. So we said, well, you know, if we get 66, technically... You know that's 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 the world record, but we we just wanted to get as much as we could, so that's why we went with eighty. Wow, sounded good, looked good for the poster and the advertisement. So um, (laughs) marketing (laughs) is everything. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, so uh, we decided to go with eighty, and we actually did it in twenty one hours. Wow, wow. Wow. that's great. What time
1: did you start?
3: Uh, Or twenty hours actually. Wow, I'm thinking about. So we started my first show, my first gig out of the eighty was at five forty five a.m. And it started in uh, the Centennial Park area. That's awesome. And uh, then it just went from there. That The first gig was very interesting because there were two n- news stations. Yeah, waiting, News waiting. Channel 5 was there. Yeah, yes, News Channel 5 and yeah. News Channel 2 was also there. And... Uh, they were waiting for us and uh you know we had obviously the whole crew i uh, worked with an incredible team yeah but none of us had done this before obviously like this hadn't been done before and the most shows i've ever played before this were three shows in a day oh wow so it was uh it was very daunting and we were just like oh man okay like what how are we gonna do this what how's this gonna work how's this gonna go down and as we were doing it uh, setting up for this first thing, the, you know, the, the news reporters were, they're micing me up so that they get the audio for the, for the, for the story that they're going to run. And, uh, we all set up, we had two witnesses throughout the entire thing because with the Guinness Book of World Records, you needed two witnesses. You needed a representative from the Guinness Book of World Records there, which you needed to pay to fly them in, pay to fly them out, play them with them. We're like, Where you are know, they based out of. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, My
1: my manager. I I believe they have their main European headquarters is in Amsterdam. I believe. Okay. And I think their um, uh, American headquarters is out of like Boston or New York. Okay. Wow. I believe you. That, sounds, that I, sounds. I may be making all of that. Yeah. Up, yeah. But <laughs> I, I think when I when I heard like all of the, all of their main operations are based in like the Netherlands area. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. It's. I. I did not do any research leading up to this. I just knew <laughs> that I had to
3: like play these eighty shows. Um, but uh, yeah, it was one of those things. Uh, so uh, we had no money to fly in somebody from the Guinness. Or, you know. So we uh just reached out. To people that weren't a part of the project because they couldn't be, you know, emotionally involved with the project, so sure. we reached out to two witnesses that were outside of the project, and and uh, two young ladies uh, uh, stepped up to the plate, and they were awesome. And uh, they probably hate my music now because they listen to it like eighty <laughs> uh-huh. times in a row. And um, and uh, but they but they were they were they were great. So we had their two witnesses there. I was there, and then our team was there. We needed a video. We have thirty hours of video footage That's that awesome. we're that we're sending to Guinness to say like we're not making this up like right. this was our day That's awesome. um it, it's awesome not for the person that has to review 30 hours so, <laughs> i've been uh, there i've been there dude it's <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> so
3: uh th- that person will also hate my songs uh but uh it was uh, it was we were just like okay let's do this and so the requirement because a lot of people are wondering, how did we play eighty shows in that amount of time? Right. Yeah. And the uh, requirement for Guinness is it needs to be a ten, a minimum of ten minutes. Wow. Really? Okay. So
2: you need so to, you play ten to play a ten-minute set. One song. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. When, when wow. we were talking about it, it was like, surely it's just like one song, but ten minutes. We is had to do ten. Mi- yeah. Wow. So
3: you needed to you needed to be able to play for ten minutes. Oh my god. And so uh, how do you still have a voice? I have no idea. Actually, that's why. why, Right right before, right before the podcast, I was like, "Could you turn my mic up just a little bit more?" Because I'm I'm like a beautiful harsh whisper right now. Do you drink a lot of tea beforehand? Yeah. So I'm a coffee drinker, and uh, and coffee, you know, you dehydrate you. so, um, and caffeine. So I had to stop doing that. So I actually had an entire bottle of Advil in the car cause my head was killing me because of <laughs> the withdrawal from the caffeine, yeah. but it was just to make sure that my voice was as, so I had, a, I had a bottle of water, a bottle of straight lemon juice and a yep. Gatorade. Yep. And so every time we would go, we would, I would just alternate through those and, um, and cough drops too. Yep. Uh, and just honey. It was it was wild. That was I was the most nervous I was about was losing my voice. Yeah, for sure. That was a because I'm a guitarist by trade. So the I think one of the main reasons I was able to play 80 shows in 20 hours Mm. was because I would just. I would if I was if my voice was tired, I would play a guitar solo for like
2: five minutes. Wow. because it still
3: counts as the 10 minute set. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's great. Yeah. Until like I was about my, to say your next yeah, question. How is your uh, how's your carpal tunnel? And how yeah, are your yeah, fingers? yeah,
3: my the tips of my fingers, when I was done with the 80 gigs, uh I literally could not feel the tips of my fingers. They were just numb. And my thumb actually, you could see right there uh um, by my, <laughs> by the time we got to like the 70th gig, my motor control skills were slowly dwindling. And so the, the pick would be like shifting from the strings, but you I would still it, just yeah. be going at it. Wow. And, uh, and so then I cut my thumb on one of the strings. So then there was like, there's, we got video footage of just blood on the guitar and it would, it just looked like I I was like <laughs> a, a steel mill worker or something like that. <laughs> uh, so uh, definitely physically just One of the most, you know, hardest physical uh, feats that I've ever tried in my life, that I've
1: ever done in my life. Sure. Uh,
3: Yeah. So, but our first gig was at 5.45 a.m. And we literally went until 2 a.m.
1: Wow. Uh, So Did you have a police escort, like, transporting you to these different concert venues? Uh, Well, kind of. Uh, A a cop showed up on our first gig, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> he said you're trespassing. Yeah, you
0: were yeah, yeah, you yeah,
3: yeah. Get out. <laughs> yeah, so actually, no, for real. So, uh, so what happened was, we're I'm, you know, we at five forty five was our downbeat, and we're like, okay, it, like it's starting, and the two news stations were there getting the footage, and we were about eight minutes, eight and a half minutes in. And I was like, oh my gosh, we only have a minute and a half left. And out of my, out of the, the left peripheral vision, I see blue lights quickly approaching. Oh my gosh. Sounds about right. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was like, on the first gig, the police had arrived. (laughs) Like, this is great. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) If this is, if this is a foreshadowing of how the rest of the day is going to be. Uh, so this caught, and, and (laughs) on the news, they didn't, they didn't put this on the news. (laughs) No, obviously. Uh, because, uh, the 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 cop with his speaker was like yeah, you need to move your vehicles you need to you need to be able to get out of here blah 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 and uh, I looked at my manager uh, and I said how much to because he was timing it he was the guy that would do the countdown for me at every single gig and literally as soon as we hit zero unplugged ran into yeah. the van for the next one yeah and so I looked at him I said I said how much time the cops are here
2: yeah we can can't we, can we make it yeah 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 i said i said you
3: know if if we have three minutes i i don't think anyone can stall the cops that are yeah. that are now about to get out of the vehicle he goes we have one minute left i yep. said i said go, go it, right? take care of the cops and i'm gonna keep playing and i was Life. saying this while the gig You're was thinking, going on yeah. right? so like the news were like so the news teams are catching me saying like go distract the cops <laughs> i'll finish this like I'll, I i could do this uh, and that's exactly what happened. Like the cops and needed us to so move our car. Funny. We were explaining it, and uh, and then I did like a little improv song. I, like I was, I was like, I was like, oh no, the popo, and uh, <laughs> you know, for about thirty seconds, and and that didn't air on the news. And I'm not surprised because it was the most <laughs> very unprofessional impromptu. Like, go distract the cops. Let's get this out of here. Let's just go to the second one. And and so that's how our day started like, at five forty-five. We'll
2: move our vehicles. Give us one minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're,
3: we're breaking world record. The news team's here. Like, so so we that was. That was the first out of uh, this was like uh, so we had 79 left to go and I was like, please like let it be easier <laughs> like
1: <laughs>
3: and <than> that one <laughs> oh
2: my God it was wild wow. yeah that's a wow that seems like an experience I would have I <laughs> mean, exactly. we, so yeah so we host like photography meetups and stuff and it feels like we're always places near in places at like closing time as the sun's setting and everything right so always if cops evacuating always around those times so <laughs> it, it's 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 those times that uh, are the are the best for creatives and doing creative things yes are the worst times for everything else absolutely but if you guys were at six o'clock in the morning you guys would have been fine yeah, yeah. Cause the sun would have yep. been up and it would have been beautiful yeah but so okay so you you um you know no police escort on a on an official oh, level so so yeah How did so you guys get from venue to venue
3: that's a great question so uh so there were three vehicles on the team okay and the first one, um, was, uh, it was kind of like a security vehicle it did have lights on it and it was, it was driven by a guy named Nick Molly, who is my hero because he was able to, he was able to schedule out time wise, location wise, everything wise, 80 venues wow. in one day. This guy is a superhero. Wow. Uh, he, he it, it, I'm, I'm still, I still don't even understand how he did it. I want to see the spreadsheet he used. For that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was insane. So yeah, he, that's awesome. and so he was, he was in the first car and he would arrive about like 20 minutes before. Oh, fantastic. We, yeah. So wow. it was,
2: it was kind of like, it was
3: kind of like a, a fleet that was arriving so, on
2: the shores. So it was kind like- of like, once you guys left Centennial, he was already at the next venue. Yeah. Once you guys arrived at that venue, he yeah. went to the, the venue. And the even next before
3: point. that, yeah. So the earlier ones was it was easy because it was no we were it was uh, traffic Centennial. Yeah. It, we played at the pavilion first, where they have the outdoor music over yeah. the summer and everything. And then we played at the amphitheater oh, out in Centennial great. Park. Yeah. So no, awesome. so that was great because nobody was no first of all nobody was in our way. Yeah. We didn't have to we didn't have to as far as navigating through like different obstacles and situations. It was super easy in the beginning. Yeah. So N- Nick would go to the ones where it was it was going to be hard. That makes sense. It was going to be a super challenging thing. So Nick would arrive sometimes even thirty minutes before the uh, before the event. And as he as he got there, then uh, so that was the first vehicle. The second vehicle that arrived 10 minutes before the event was the first van. And that was a group of about four people. So when you started your set, they would. So, yes, yeah, so and- they would. Yeah. So they were the ones that were Nick kind of was organizing with us like, hey, we have the the artist that's breaking the world record. And we all had uh not we all didn't, but um the key players had walkie talkies. Awesome. And so it'd be like, Hey, where you at? It's like we're two minutes out. And so Nick would then hand it off to the first van and say they're two minutes out. And the first van would uh Nick would explain how like uh routing of like once I get out of the van to how uh, where I'm gonna be able to go to the stage. Wow and then and then Nick would be off and van one would be ready to get uh, all the directions and all of the information. We to be doing security detail
2: very soon. Yeah. For yeah. Some high profile people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: As he should, man. I t- I was like, I'm gonna hire him for everything. But uh it, it, he that that was that was the method. So it was Nick would arrive and then the first van would arrive and they would make sure it's all good. Then Nick would leave, the first van would be there and then my van would arrive. First van would make sure that we were good. Once we were plugged in on stage and ready to go uh, and the cameras were recording and everything, and the witnesses were there, then the first van bounced to the next venue. So it was by the time my van got there, everything was laid out, and they were even going to the next venue after that that's to make wow. sure that the
1: incredible. Yeah. That's absolutely awesome. <laughs> were, all the- were all of the venues contacted before this?
3: Yes. Yeah, so for- this was. This has been four months in the making, wow, four or five months not, in the that's making. That's not bad. It's not bad. For the logistics of it, yeah. absolutely not. So uh, the we reached out to the venues and I mean, we reached out to over a hundred venues. Sure. And we finally got uh, 80. We got 80 venues that were, were willing to do this for the cause and uh, for uh, the donations and the fundraiser, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to uh, in a second, but um, they, they all signed on. And then it was the follow ups the like two weeks before, because they signed on like up to four months ago, they were like, you know, the, the first band, the first venues were like, yeah, sure. we'll yeah. do it. Like, you're not going to do this, you know? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll do it. It's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, you know, like kind of the, the girl scout cookie pitch, like, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll buy a box, you know? Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. yeah, well, sure. We'll do it. Um, but it was very much like, oh yeah, we'll be a venue. And then they didn't expect to ever hear from us again, which, you know, I'm sure they get, I'm sure they get requests all the time. Like, sure. I got to play here. Like, yeah, sure. You could play here. And yeah. then no one ever plays there. Right. So, uh, but we made a list of all of the venues that said yes and then two weeks before we did follow up saying hey we're two weeks out we're super excited that you're part of this event this is you're going to be venue number this and this is going to be roughly when the artist is going to be arriving please make sure that everything's okay can you confirm and then everything was confirmed uh two weeks before the event leading up to the event before it happened so that's incredible yeah it was they the team thought of everything the team really thought of everything
2: so let's talk more with the venues what was the most unique venue and what was the largest venue that you played at
3: um a unique venue this, this was another really cool thing is that I, I got to play places that I had played before and then I also got to play places I'd never even heard of before sure so I'm gonna sh- give some love right now to the, the Jefferson Street Museum oh very cool uh, they I had never been in there before and I hated that I had to leave 10 minutes out yeah. I got to meet the owner and he was a lovely gentleman and the 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 artifacts that they have in that museum, uh, I really encourage anyone in Nashville whether you live here or you're visiting, like please go to to support that that yeah, local museum. There. yep, yep, yeah. yep. They have they have so many cool things, and um, it's a family owned business, and it is uh, they're beautiful people, and I, I I would encourage anybody to go check it out. That's um, awesome. And then the largest venue I played, I guess, would have been Bridgestone Arena.
2: How was that? Uh, so I'm curious about the what are the requirements either by Guinness or what you, the standard you guys had set for yourself of, does a crowd need to be there? Uh, who, who even, cause I, I come the, from the production side. So like who's going to build out the stage? How much do you have to amplify for it to count for you guys? All those kinds of little things.
3: Yeah. So uh, the requirements were we needed to have two witnesses there and the witnesses at every single gig filled out. A form saying oh, the name cool. of the venue. That's really cool. For legitimacy, right? Yeah. Um, so they filled out their name, the name of the venue, and then details about the gig. Wow. And so they did that 80 times each. So it's 160 <laughs> forms alone from the two witnesses. Man. Um, so we needed two witnesses there, and it needed to be a 10-minute set. Whether it was amplified or not, that's awesome, right? So, so,
2: I mean, that makes it easy too.
3: Makes it well. That's why I had an acoustic guitar. That's why I did the acoustic because I couldn't go around with the electric guitar, right? Because you couldn't hear anything at all. I mean, we were we were we, were, we knew for a fact that many of these venues. Because we just asked for, and to give credit to the venues, we just asked for them to unlock the door and turn the lights on. Wow. Because we were like, we'll bring our own PA. We'll bring, we'll, you know, we, maybe we won't even use a PA just for so time's sake. Right? Anything extra was
2: just a fantastic a- bonus.
3: Anything extra was a wow. fantastic bonus. And most of these venues stepped up and, were like, and and they really rolled out the red carpet and it was oh, unbelievable, wow. yeah.
2: Because I told Stuart on Thursday, I drove by a Ascend Amphitheater and I was like, they've got stuff set up there. Like, I haven't seen lights turned on there in a long so, time. And I was wondering if it was a part of what you guys were it, doing. That one actually wasn't a part of what we That's
0: were doing. That's crazy. It's, it's,
2: the timing is it's yes. wild with
3: that. Well, th- here's the thing is we weren't able to get into Ascend Amphitheater. And this is a funny story uh, about Ascend is we went to, we showed up at the time. We were actually running like a little ahead of schedule, which was insane. Yeah. So we showed up, but they were loading in for that event. And I still don't even know what the event was.
2: I saw on their video screens, I saw, I think they might have been doing a in, uh, something in honor of Charlie Pride. Okay. Maybe okay. Is what I saw on the video screens. Gotcha. But I didn't know if
1: that was, sometimes they just put things up there for it's, testing. Purposes. It's honestly probably a private event. Yeah. And, yeah. and Because I I looked at their calendar, they don't have an event for like another month. So, that's so the first yeah. thing they, that has been there in a, a year. year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they definitely, maybe even two years. <laughs> yeah. Close yeah. to two years. Yeah. Um, But they definitely probably were having a private event.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, we didn't give them money, and if they were going to be getting money, they needed the money. It's like, we totally get it. Um, So we weren't able to get there because they were loading in at that time. Mm -hmm. And so it's a a weird thing because – uh, we ended up going back there when we had it was supposed to be a ten minute break. Yeah, but we just went right outside of Ascend Amphitheater. Yeah, and we j- I just played a set anyway. Yeah, just so that we're like, hey, you know what? I I did play eighty shows. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if and if the Guinness Book of World Records is like, well, technically you're not on a stage or something like that. It's like, well, they do you're have still music on the property. I'm still on the property. Yeah. They do have music there regularly, yeah. and we're right there. So yeah. we said, you know what? Let's just try it. So we did awesome. play that. We ended up circling back later on. That's fantastic. And what was really fantastic is like. Oh, I was like, uh, can I, I can't curse on this, can I? No, yeah, yeah, okay. go I was ahead. Like, I was like, shit, we like, we just <laughs> lost, we just lost in the 80th venue. So we're like, man, like, what are we gonna do? And no joke, as soon as as soon as uh, I I say this, my phone goes off. It was like a, a, a magical moment. I look and I got a Facebook message from the uh, general manager at Big Shots downtown where we were going to be like in 5 hours. Yeah. And he said, "I just saw you on the news. If you need another venue, we'll make room for you at Big Shots." Wow. And I was like, "We just made up for it." So now we're wow. going to be able to get to the 80 venues. That's incredible. Yeah, it was it was it was great. So we so we were able to work them in the schedule. That was and now there was so many things that happened during that day that was so magical because the the it aired on the morning news we also aired on the evening news yeah and so the story through nashville was circulating throughout the day and so we were getting hit up by reporters while we were in the van saying oh, sure. where are you going to be at this time can we meet you there can we get a quick story and of course, we said yes because we needed the notoriety and the attention for the event to raise as much money as we could. So we said, yeah, of course. So uh, like at City Rhino, we had a 15 minute break, but I wasn't able to take a break because uh, as soon as we got yeah. out of the van, uh, channel, I think it was Channel Five walked out, yeah. and we're like, we need footage for the for the evening five o'clock slot or six thirty or whatever. Well, like, yeah, sure. So it was just constant. So people were hearing about it and word was circulating, which made our lives easier. As soon as we went into the venue, like later on into the venues, people would just start clapping because they had heard Ew. about it. Yeah. Wow. It was a really magic. We were running down printer's alley to hit, uh, you know, uh, alley taps and some of those Yeah, alley things, yeah. taps, uh, bourbon street, blues, boogie yeah. bar, all those, uh, all those places. And, uh, we were running down the alley and people would, were shouting like, go for it, go, go get the record. And, and it, was, it was really like a movie. Right yeah. There. Yeah. And which is great because we captured all of it on film. Like wow. all of this is on film. And what, what our plan is, what not a lot of people realize, but, and this is going to keep money going into yeah. the two organizations that we're, that we're raising for is we're taking those 30 hours of footage. We're giving it to Guinness, but we're going to, we're going to actually, uh, edit it down to 50 minutes. And we're going to submit it to the Sundance Film Festival, and to help raise money and get awareness. And we're also in talks right now um, with uh, Belcourt um, Theater oh, to absolutely. run the to run the documentary to also get more money. And and there's 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 it was it was like before and after. So before we broke the record, we were getting we were trying to get press. Nashville Scene was super kind to us. Um, uh, Main Street Nashville, all, all the all they were really great. But then there was like. The there were the press outlets that was like yeah cool let us know when you break the record and so <laughs> no, and so okay. like oh, I was like okay so now <laughs> now we broke the record and and now um there there's really some cool press stuff that we're going to be doing leading up. To well, the I, weeks checked, to
1: come. Uh, I checked. I um, checked. So I'm on Apple News and stuff. So I'm checking all the news outlets all the time because of the podcast. And I saw your th- event came up on like Rolling Stones uh, and like three or four other different magazines, music magazines. Yeah. All within the last twenty four hours,
3: it was crazy. Yeah, they, 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 that's they, said, they said I actually haven't seen the Rolling Stone. That's awesome that they. I did think that. I think it
1: was Rolling Stone. Yeah, I was no, just they, scrolling. We, I just said, oh, world record, world record. And I'm like, okay, I just need to keep. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: The the uh, we were talking with. I know we were talking with Spin Magazine and Rolling Stone, yeah. and um and yeah. So, and that's great that they were able to do that. That made that made a big difference too. Uh, it was it was really like collectively it really took an, you know a small army to be able to make sure oh, that yeah. we were able to do any of this stuff because it was really difficult i think by by venue 70 i was in i was really physically drained and yeah. we had 10 more to go i remember i think i was playing bobby's idle
2: hour and nice. it was, how was that new location? It's really cool. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. Everybody should check it out. It's a really cool vibe. It's a really, really great place. I mean, it's Bobby's, uh, you know, it's not <laughs> the original location, yeah. but the vibe and the magic is just as great. There. Awesome. Um, but I remember, I think it was like 1130 or midnight. No, no, it was like 11 or 1130 and we were going till 2am. We were going up until the bars literally closed down. Yeah. And somebody in the crowd asked like how long, how many how long do you have to go and by this time i was just so exhausted (laughs) it was it it just seemed like a it was i was so tired and uh and i realized we have we have two and a half hours to go like we're we're not even we're still we're still you know trying to get it done did
2: you get like a nice little last minute kick after that or was it just like you were bare bones just going to the end and about to just die
3: yeah no i mean so i did get a last minute kick when uh because 65 venues in 24 hours is crazy right i mean like that that alone is is tough and that's the world record of where it stands now but when we were going through all of that when we 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 were trying to get to 65 so in the beginning it was like the adrenaline was great 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 and then we get to like we were getting like gig 45 or like 50. We were like, man, like we still have like 15 <laughs> to 20 <laughs> venues just to tie, yeah. you know, just to, just to be in the running of, you know, being able to do this. And so when we got to venue 65, I, I'll never forget that venue. Cause that was at a uh, hops and crafts in the Gulch. Mm. It was an incredible, incredible bar. Um, and, uh, we, we walked in and everybody started applauding. That's awesome. And they didn't even know what venue number they were. And so this was this was the tying venue. This was like the sixty fifth gig. We're now tied with the world record, and we're after this moment, once we play a gig, we now we've now played sixty six which technically puts us at the world record mark. Wow And so we walked in and everybody started applauding and it was it was great because there was a guy at the bar, everybody started applauding. There was a guy sitting at the bar with his buddy, and he didn't know what was going on, so he turned around and he he goes. Holy shit! You're the guy from the news. You're the guy that's trying to break the world record, and uh, and he just got his phone out, and started video, and and they were they were so they were so lovely. That was one of the, my favorite gigs because it was the moment of uh, we're tied now. After after from five forty five a.m. to I think it was like nine thirty at that time. Okay, wow. And I was like, man, this is crazy. We're finally tied, and and those people that were in the audience were just so sweet and lovely. That's awesome. And that was the great thing about because you need to have at least two witnesses at the gig right and they need to be able to fill it out but in the early stages at 545 actually we did have somebody sit watch the show the first That's one at five forty-five. Yeah, because awesome. some guy was walking his dog, that sounds about and, right. and, and yeah, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, exactly. And and the news, and the news people like came up and like they started recording, and this guy just like sits down and watches the show. <laughs> and I was like, wow, we already have more than two witnesses, and it's five forty-five a.m. Uh, so that was a really that was a really awesome thing. But as the day progressed, and it's a Friday in Nashville, there were more and more people out. And so, oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, it would, it, 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 dude. It's awesome. It, at the end, at like the last three hours, it got wild. Like oh, I I, the stories that I could tell you about just the day alone, it was just so wild. FGL House. Oh god, dude, I'm not kidding you, because uh, I'm because I'm an entertainer, right? I mean, yeah. I, I'm a musician, I'm am a songwriter, I'm an artist, but you got to be an entertainer, yeah. And you got to work the crowd, especially. I this was my I think it was my seventy like fifth gig. I think it was, I was at like 75 and I was like, we did it. We're really ahead of where the world record is. You know, we're 10 ahead of where it is. And so I just wanted to interact with the crowd so that I didn't have to play guitar. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to number one, have some fun. Number two, not play the guitar for a second. <laughs> Number three, like just not have to sing. So, uh, this girl did a dance move that was, she tried <laughs> and I was like, it's I was like, somewhere. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, check the documentary when it's released. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I was, and so I literally just stopped playing. I was like, that was an awesome dance move and everybody went crazy. And like, it was just a cool little moment. But for some reason, when I said that was a really great dance move, you re- you, Revolutionized the art of dance, like just like you know, being funny and being kind, and everybody's, in yeah. She, I guess, in an intoxicated state, heard, "I want you to come up on stage and oh, sing no. with me."
2: Oh no! <laughs> so, so
3: she literally just charged the stage, and I like, I had to, I was literally running away from her with the guitar, <laughs> still playing because I needed to uh, play for ten wow. minutes. And then uh, my manager and uh, Nick, the security, uh, had to take her off the stage. Oh, yeah, it gosh. was, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was just like, oh my goodness, um, that that was so. FGL House was. was was a wild one.
2: That's um, just a Nashville story in itself. It, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you have any <laughs> uh, venues that had a backing band? They're just like, you're here. We're just going to play with you.
3: No. Uh, cause we were really strict about CDC guidelines okay. being yep. COVID safe. Cause okay. that was like, you know, that was, that, uh, was our, a really big, big aspect of it because so stages
2: were clear.
3: Stages were clear. Gotcha. I was the only one on the stage. Gotcha. The mics were sanitized. We gotcha. made sure that all the mics were sanitized. Um, And the only time that that happened, well, there's two stories. Uh, uh, the only time that that happened where somebody did perform with me was at, um, Nash house, um, in the hotel. Yeah. the, great dude Uh, and his name is escaping me and i hate that because he's such a good dude he actually books there and uh he was very accommodating every that was another one where they all clap when i arrived it was really sweet like everybody the community was getting together so i'm like playing and i'm about to do this guitar solo and all of a sudden out of nowhere i hear this beautiful harmonica and this guy is like (laughs) 10 feet away from me in the corner The, the guy that booked it playing harmonica that's to the song. That's a, that's a Nashville experience. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's exactly to, what
2: I said. Also, he has to, <laughs> the right key harmonica yeah. to be able to play with you. I know. Like, what are the chances? I know. He probably know. has like six <laughs> harmonicas in his pocket.
3: Yeah, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just, what, what do you got? What key? Yeah. What, what's your key? What's your key? <laughs> um, so, uh he's, he played it and it was amazing. And, and that's what I said. I was like, this is literally just the Nashville experience. Yeah. Like somebody goes up on stage and somebody, another creative wants to add to it. It yeah. was, it was amazing. We got it all on video. And then I looked at him. I was like, do you have a, do you have a harmonica for like a, a blues and E thing? And he was like, absolutely. I was like, great. We're going to,
2: we're going <laughs> to. Great. I'm yeah, reaching. Yeah, yeah, uh,
3: yeah. You are going <laughs> to take a five minute solo and that's what it's going to be because that, now I don't <laughs> have it. to solo. Right. <laughs> Love it. Um, and that was another thing. The other one was not a good experience all and that was it was two it was it was like 2 a.m at rebar we were at the last one this was my 80th show oh wow my fingers were numb my thumb was bleeding my guitar had blood all over it i was exhausted Oof. we were we were right there this was the last 10 minutes i mean it like I, you know I, I thought about it i played 800 minutes of music yeah and so yeah, lord i was at the last 10 right the last 10 my first my the first gig the cops show up that was a curveball. I'm at the last one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what
2: could possibly happen now? Right, right. You've done 79 yeah. successful yeah. runs. Right, right. Surely, this is it. Yeah. Well. Very
3: chill. The place, you know, chill music. We're going to play for 10 minutes and then it's going to be really nice in a perfect world. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so we're, I'm playing, um, and I've, and I'm, I'm about to finish up the first song and there's a guy behind me and he's, a DJ and he goes, oh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, Oh man, keep it going. Spit a bit of verse. And I was like, no, I was like, and I was, I, and I might've, been, I might've, I was just so tired at that point. I was like, dude, this is my last show.
1: Let me finish. Let me, let me, let let me, me, like, let I me like, I was like, yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Right I have
3: seven <laughs> minutes left. Please leave me alone. You know, yeah. like, I'm sure you're a great rapper. And he's like, no, I want to spit a verse. Like, let me spit a verse. And I was like, no, I, was like, I don't know. Like, let me finish. And then he started walking towards me like aggressively. And he was like, he's like, yo, why won't, you know? And then, and, and then the two guys that also stepped up to get the, the that crazy bitch off the yeah stage yeah. uh stepped up to uh to get this guy off and then this guy started arguing with them and fighting with them and then like he was like throwing his dj gear around the stage while i was playing my last set that's a nashville so, story yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we covered all of the nashville stories one what well, we went out, we, uh. we went out, we went out, one of the venues was on the rooftop it was a venue on the rooftop which was amazing and um, uh, Nick who got there first right the guy that's leading the charge he's like we got a surprise for you when you arrive at this venue and I was like whoa this could be anything maybe it's an artist maybe it's like a collab thing I don't know what's going on um, and we pull up to the venue, and there's the Mister Peanut Mobile. Oh yeah, that's with, with,
0: with, with,
3: with yeah, with with Mister Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, I'm so tired. And I was like, was does this anyone else? Yeah, yeah. In the afternoon. This was this was this was in the this was probably like three three okay. in the afternoon like, through It's a mirage.
1: Like, do I need right. more water? Like, give me that, more of that lemon juice. Exactly. I was, <laughs>
3: like, I was like, I was like, he's like, who put what in my lemon juice right now? Um, <laughs> we, so we we <laughs> we. Pulled off and we see this, and I, I literally, I said, I'm not trying to be a dick. Does anyone else see the Mister Peanut, the Peanut Mobile? You know, is this? Am I? It? And uh, they're like, yeah. So we go up on the rooftop, and Mister Peanut and his gang come up to the rooftop and start. We partied with Mister Peanut on the rooftop for ten minutes. <laughs> and I and I like improvised a Mr. Peanut song. Oh my! And they posted gosh. it on their Instagram stories. So it was it was it was a really incredible thing. It Goodbye. was it was yeah. So again, another <laughs> weird Nashville stuff. This whole day was just filled with like, what is going
2: on? Like, it's what's what's Nashville? Happening? Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's it's true. <laughs> sure, like Stuart and I experience it all the time. If we go downtown, we film, we do whatever. Like, it's just, there's a lot of national things that just happen, but it usually happens when we put ourselves out there and we go and do something, you know, either in the, mostly in the downtown area, something like that, where those kinds of things happen. But it is, it's, that those are just hilarious stories. It was wild. It was
3: wild. And that's the thing is like, you play a gig downtown once. In in one night, and you're going to get a crazy story. And so that was the thing is we were going to 80 different venues in Nashville. And, you know, some of them were – some of them uh, – quite a few of them were closed off to the public, which was great. Mm. And then we were doing live streaming. It's like – at uh, at the basement, we did a live stream. At oh, the nice. five spot, we did a live stream. That's great, and it was on their channel too. Yeah, were you able so to go know. to
2: the basement east at all? Yeah. Okay. How was that? It I was mean, that was incredible.
3: Incredible, because of you know obviously with the tornado and all of the yeah. damage, being able to step up on that stage again was absolutely amazing. And they are they were so great and kind over there to us. And um, I, I couldn't. Man, it was there. There were so many amazing moments. That was like uh, yeah. Basement East was amazing. A Bridgestone was obviously amazing. So you were inside a Bridgestone Arena. Yeah. So day. yeah. So the the Preds had a, a practice um, that day. Yeah. Right. So. And uh, the they have the stage for the, the like the halftime or like yeah. not halftime oh, show but yeah, you know yeah. you know what I mean yeah. the, where where you know the, the little solo, band yeah, sits normally the, yeah exactly yeah. so that was the stage that they put me on which was amazing so, so you're so that, playing for the predators. Like yeah. During their practice. Uh, no, no, oh, okay. it, was before, it was before they went in. So it was great. But the backdrop was amazing because it was the Preds hockey <laughs> yeah, yeah. rink and it was Bridgestone. It was oh, the Bridgestone Arena sign. And then it was just me with the guitar. Yeah. And it was the most amazing thing. And the people at Bridgestone were so kind. The woman that was the books it was there and uh, the staff was there. And that was the other cool thing, too, is like these venues, we needed two witnesses, but the staff were like what's ha- this is so cool yeah so the staff was was a part of it shout out to bridgestone too because they we gave we had a uh a uh what was it a sticker we had a you help break a world record and my name was on the sticker that's really cool and we gave it to all the yeah. venues and we gave it to bridgestone and bridgestone went outside held it up to the arena took a picture and put it on their instagram and tagged wow. me that's awesome that's it was incredible. amazing it was just the like coolest i like i i love them for that uh, because they are helping bring awareness to what we were trying to do and the money we were trying to raise.
1: So speaking, were, of, speaking of yeah. awareness, what were you raising the money for?
3: Um, so to we were raising it for two organizations and we are still currently trying to raise it for two organizations. I'll, I'll do a shout out, um, to how you can donate. Um, but we are raising it to number one M van music venue Alliance, Nashville. And it's for your, lo- the local music venues because they had to go lights out, obviously for over a year. And these, yeah. you know, you'll see it in the documentary when it comes out, but we were able to interview, uh, Bruce at, uh, the end. We were able to interview Tyler at, uh, the cannery, uh, cannery row. And they were informed you got to close for two weeks and it's been over a year. Yeah. And it, it's just the most heartbreaking thing because these venues have had to close and just, they don't know what's happening. And obviously all the drama that had just happened with the exit in, which was amazing. Do you guys know about that? Yeah. 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 We're yeah. About yeah that for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. 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 Later this week, cool. It ended with a nice little pretty bow, which is
3: good. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that was, we, I was just playing at the hard rock cafe and that's when, uh, Gade, uh, uh, came up to me who was on my team and he goes, they just saved the base uh, or they just say they just saved accident." That, yeah. That broke
2: on Friday. It, it broke on Friday, that, yeah.
3: which was amazing because we were running around town and we had just played exit in and we had literally just played exit in. And I think like eight venues ago wow. Wow. and they were like, we just got word. They said, they just saved exit Wow. And, that was amazing. Cause it was like, we're doing this for those, le- the, for the venues. Yeah. We're doing this, all this stuff. And the fact that we, it was announced that it was saved on Friday
2: after you had played there,
3: after I had yeah. just played there, it was like, wow. Like yeah. I'm getting chills right now. Like what it, what an incredible, it was just an incredible moment. Um, an experience because like that venue is saved and thank God for that because yeah. that venue is an absolute gem and it is historic. So yeah. I'm so happy that's, that's what happened. Um, But, uh, but yeah, the, uh, Oh, that's so. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm still trying to recover. Uh, so uh, that was uh, one of the organizations was yeah. Music Venue Alliance Nashville, and then the other organization was the U.S. Bartenders Guild because these bartenders have been out of work and out of a job because these venues closed down. Yeah, and so we are raising all of the money that we raise throughout this entire story, and the story almost in a sense is just beginning now that we've broken the record because now we're going out to the press. Now the story is getting out. Yes. So now, so now we're going out to the press. Now we're going to be working on the. Documentary. Now we're going to be submitting it to the the, the, the festival. Now we're going to be showing it, uh, you know, in Nashville in our in our, in our hometown. So the story just starting. So that's why we're keeping the donations open for people that hear this and would like to donate. Uh, but uh, all of the every all of the money that's raised, we're giving back to Music Venue Alliance Nashville and the U.S. Bartenders Guild to be able to take care of them and and uh, and just help them until that we're able to really get back to it again.
2: Where did the the seedling? For this idea come out of, so my
3: uh, manager uh, Mitch Curley, Mitchell Curley, he came up to me and he 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 called me in November and he said, "Do you want do you want to do something crazy?" <laughs> and that's all he said. He didn't explain anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Mitch and I have known each other for so long, um, and he knew that I would say yes before he even, before he even told me yeah. what it was. Like yeah. He would be like, we're going to go skyscraping off of—we're <laughs> going to go like, skydiving off of a skyscraper. And um, uh, he said, I, I want to try to—I have an idea of breaking a Guinness Book of World Records for most shows played in 24 hours in Nashville. The record is 65, shows mm. in the day, right? And like I said, the the longest, the most shows I had played was three, right? Yeah. And I was pretty tired at the end of that. Yeah. And uh, I said, okay, yeah, let's do it. And then the team slowly started to grow from there. So the seed was set November of 2020. And it, the, 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 the everything was uh, evolving and developing up until the day. Like I was saying, like we got another venue the day of. Wow. And because it was seen on the news and we were getting all of these, all of this. So it was, it was crazy. It, it was, it was a really wild time. You so. know,
2: the, the interesting thing to me is I don't know if something like this would be possible or as possible in other cities mm-hmm. because of how close together a lot of the venues are. And the number of venues here. Did the, was that a big factor in, yeah. in, in making this possible? Absolutely. So we, we, we've talked about
3: that before. The team and I were talking about this before. And even friends of mine, uh, It's with tr- New York and L.A. traffic, it's it's insane. You can't do it. And it's, you can't do it. There's, there's, do there's it. no way. There's, there's no way. And Austin, the traffic is just as bad. Nashville, the traffic's bad. But because it's COVID, not as many people are out. Right. Um. You know, traffic was still bad and there were still some curveballs. We were able to make it work. But that's the thing is like. Once all the vaccines are out and once the world starts turning again, it's going to be a lot harder, especially because these venues are going to be booked out eight months in advance. Oh, yeah. I bet,
2: I bet those books are filling up real quick.
3: Yeah, oh absolutely. Which is also amazing because it was another way of saying like, hey, artists, musicians, bands, here's 80 venues. That you could, you know, and obviously like Bridgestone T Pack, like that's not, you know, War Memorial Auditorium, uh, those aren't as easy to book. But like Jefferson Street Museum, yeah. uh, you know, Golden Door, uh, all of these Cafe Coco, yeah. all, all these things, like, hey, here's here's venues that that you can book yourself at, that you can support, that you can start a relationship with, yep. and go at it because because they want you there just as much as you want to be there. And so that was another really cool thing to be able to. I didn't even know some of these things were around. We we would just pull up. We would pull up and I'd be like mm-hmm. where am I going?
1: <laughs> that, was the, that was the that was the that was the first man's job. Just go jump. through this door and just play <laughs> here and don't even ask questions. You know, the weird the weirdest
3: <laughs> thing the weirdest thing was was on Broadway because they took us they took us um, through the back doors and everything. Through the back doors and everything, yeah. which is a fucking labyrinth. I have no idea that the <laughs> professional, those people are, those they, people could easily quit that job and become explorers of the world yeah. and be able to navigate because <laughs> I had no idea where we
1: were at. Yeah. And oh, you're going down this alleyway and you're like, wow, this is really sketchy. Yeah, I shouldn't do this, and then you know, yeah. also, you're yeah. on the stage.
3: Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like it was like the rated R version of Narnia of yeah. like oh open this door it smells like urine there's a guy passed out but if we go there down this corridor yeah. where there's yep. a bunch of beer on the floor and to make a left you're all of a sudden at a at a rooftop stage somewhere yeah. so <laughs> um, which was also great it was great because number one we didn't need to fight crowds that's so they they were really great. so that was a huge time saver number one did um, you play uh, a Tootsies as well no we didn't play okay. Tootsies. we didn't play Tootsies. we it was too this is it's gonna sound too crazy
1: it's too logistically hard
3: it's too Logistically hard, yeah. uh, and it, it, it sound crazy. Uh, a shout out to High Wire Productions. Matt Jones over there saved us, and so, as far as the Broadway circuit between Nick Molly and Matt uh, Matt Jones, they really helped make this possible. Nice. Um, there was, there's just so many people that helped make it possible. And I and I I'm feel bad if I, I don't say their names, but I, or their organizations. But it was just I mean, Apogee Productions with Gate is, is is one that really helped uh, incredibly. Uh, he got us Bridgestone, which is wow, then when as soon awesome. as we, when this was an idea, Bridgestone was one of the first venues that were like, we'll do it. And that's when we thought, oh man, we're playing the basement and we're playing Bridgestone, and that's when we thought, how amazing from the basement to Bridgestone Arena, like. From from the, the downstairs of, 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 of what used to be a record shop and a great venue that's iconic, the OG basement, yep. all the way to the arena downtown and everything in between. And so that's what the name of the documentary is called. It's going to be Basement to Bridgestone Arena. And it's going to be the world record-breaking story.
2: Yep, that's awesome. So I, I think we're going to have to have you back on here. Uh, just to talk about your music as well, because I know a lot of this. This is a continuing story, so I want to make sure <laughs> yeah. uh, that we that we don't miss any of it. Um, but uh, and, and we'll we'll definitely play a song. You can talk about it whenever we uh, whenever this ends. But. How can people continue to follow this story? Yeah, what are the best resources for people to go to to follow the story and also to donate to these causes.
3: Yeah, so uh, this the our we have an Instagram and a TikTok, but the handle is Basement to Bridgestone Arena. That's our handle. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can do that. And then if you want to donate, there's a link in the bio of Instagram to the website where you can donate. And we're taking all the donations on the website, which is www.basementtobridgestonearena.com. basement to and any donation can any donation helps and uh, we're just going to we're just going to keep it going and you know and, and see how much we can we can give back
2: awesome so you know to to uh, have people looking forward to the when you tell your we'll have you back on and you tell your national story and talk more about your music and how you even got started as an artist uh talk just a little bit about what you're doing as an artist right now what does 2021 look like for you uh,
3: yeah 2021 was uh it already has been just a pivotal year uh with, with with the world record now that we broke the world record now we're we uh next month we have a show, showcase that we're looking for, uh that we're inviting some people to to move forward as me as an artist and um there's just so many fun things in the books right now that I'm not able to talk about right now, but I will when, when I come back. That's, that's <laughs> uh, but uh, there's there's a lot going on and a lot. Uh, there's so many opportunities uh, fr- uh, that this year is already offering. And uh, this is just the beginning of it, which is super fun and exciting.
2: That's incredible. So uh, to to go out, um, you have put out. So much music in 2020. Yeah. Um, it's it's insane. Um, but I think one of your, your songs that is so fun, and I want you to talk about what's behind the song. This is called Regret This Day. Yeah. Uh, this song is so. Tell us a little bit about this song. Uh, I'm, I'm happy you like it. Thank you. Uh,
3: regret This Day is is the. I mean, pretty much the mindset is hey, listen, uh, it's you're in, you're in a relationship or you're talking to somebody, and they're just kind of giving you the cold shoulder. Or they're just, there's not, it's kind of like, you know what? I don't need this. I know I'm great. I know I I, I know I can do better. And you're gonna regret that uh, that that I'm gone now. Mm. And so it was kind of like an fu version of it. And I always love uh, I always love the it's just a, like a kind of like an uptown funk feel like that kind of the vibe of just as soon as that riff starts as soon as the band kicks in people just start moving to it. Yeah. And I've always loved that. So that was kind of when I wrote this. That's what I kind of had in mind.
2: Thank you so much again for coming on and, and talking about your experience of course uh, from from Friday because Man, what an incredible one. I hope you get more rest as the week goes on. (laughs) When when is uh, the
1: documentary estimated to air?
3: Uh, We were talking to the the videographer, uh, Ajante, and he's saying it's going to be about uh, between two to three months. It'll be done with all the editing and stuff like that. That's great. Are you guys
1: also going to submit it to the National Film Festival? We should, shouldn't we? Yes. Absolutely. Then then,
3: thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, We we will do that. That's a great idea.
2: We'll be seeing it everywhere. I hope so. so. I'm very excited for it. All right. So uh, we are going out with James Hatem with his song, Regret This Day.
0: Something strange about your smile Them pearly whites been hiding lies for quite a while Now you can try to deny that I'm the very best But I'm the thought in your mind and the beat in your chest Why you got to be so unkind All I want to know, all I want to know Do you want me? Do you need me? Yes, I am something good You can take it, you can leave me But if you don't know what you got, I'll make it understood I ain't got time, just to waste time I'm up and on my way Oh my dear, you will regret this day You will regret it No mystery, I'm going crazy You're stealing all my sanity At least that's what the voices tell me Now my love's getting further every time I blink Cause you running around keeping me on the leash Why you got to have so much pride? Cause all I wanna know, all I wanna know Do you want me? Do you need me? Yes, I am something good You can take it, you can leave it if you don't know what you got, I'll make it understood. I ain't got time to just to waste time. I'm up and on my way. Oh, my dear, you will regret this day. Oh, my love, we are done here. Yeah, now, nah, oh, my love, we are done here. We are done here. Now, nah, oh, my love, we are done here. My love, we are done here, we are done here. Oh, my love, we are done here. Yes, now, my love, we are done here, we are done here. Oh, my love, we are done here. Yes, now, my love, we are done here, we are done here. Cause all I ever